Chapter 12 of Rational Theology as Taught by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints by John Andreas Widso. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Wayne Cook. Chapter 12 The Gods of This Earth. The conception of a universe directed by a god of intelligence cannot include a god of mystery. In mystery there is only confusion. It does not follow that, because he is not mysterious, he is fully comprehended. In our general conception of God, his origin, his destiny, and his relation to us, we understand him clearly. But in the details of his organization, powers, and knowledge, he transcends our understanding. Intelligent man, dwelling in a universe containing many superior intelligent beings, will often find need of the help that higher intelligence only can give. Earthbound as we are, we need a close acquaintance with the God who shapes the destinies of men. The better God is known, the better may the eternal truths we learn be applied in our daily lives. THE ORDER OF GODS God has had no beginning and will have no end. From the first, by the exercise of his will, he has constantly acquired new knowledge, and thereby new power. Because of the wisdom which he has gained, and the love thereby begotten for the unnumbered hosts of striving intelligent beings, he formulated the plan which will lead them readily and correctly in the way of continued progression. In so far as man accepts the plan of salvation, he is being educated by God, to become even as God is. God and man are of the same race, differing only in their degrees of advancement. True, to our finite minds, God is infinitely beyond our stage of progress. Nevertheless, man is of the order of gods, else he cannot know God. Plurality of Gods since innumerable intelligent beings are moving onward in development, there must be some in almost every conceivable stage of development. If intelligent beings, far transcending the understanding of man, be called gods, there must be many gods. God, angel, and similar terms denote merely intelligent beings of varying degree of development. The thought, however, that there is a plurality of gods and other beings of varying grades is a thought of fundamental truth which may be applied in everyday life for it gives the assurance that it is possible for all by self-effort and by gradual steps to attain the highest conceivable power a division of labor is necessary among men on earth and it is only reasonable that a similar division of labor may exist in all intelligent systems the conception of a community of men may be applied to the community of heavenly beings. In the community of men, different men have different duties. So, perhaps, on an exalted scale, the gods are organized with a perfected division of labor. God the Father God the Father, the greatest God concerned in our progression, is the Supreme God. He is the Father of our spirits. He is the being of highest intelligence with whom we deal. To our senses and understanding, He is perfection. 
in his fullness he cannot be fathomed by the human mind and it is indeed useless for man to attempt to define in detail the great intelligent beings of the universe god the father the supreme god has gone through every phase of the great plan which we are working out therefore he has had our experiences or their equivalents and understands from his own experience the difficulty of our journey his love for us is an understanding love our earth troubles we may lay fully before him knowing that he understands how human hearts are touched by the tribulation and the joys of life god the father the supreme god of whom we have knowledge is the greatest intelligence in the infinite universe since he is infinite in all matters pertaining to us and transcends wholly our understanding of his power and wisdom we know no greater god than the omniscient omnipotent father god the son with the father is associated his only begotten son on earth jesus christ who came on earth and submitted himself to a painful and ignoble death so that all men might be raised from the grave with the body of flesh and bones made indestructible and everlasting because of the central position occupied by jesus in the great plan he is essentially the god of this earth he also is beyond our understanding he sits on the right hand of the father and is one with the father in all that pertains to the welfare of the human race to us he is perfect possessing all the attributes of the father whether he is as far advanced as the father is an idle question since he surpasses all our understanding in all matters pertaining to the earth the son is the agent of the father through him the will of the father pertaining to this earth is given all our communications with the father are made in the name of the son so that they may be properly authorized this is in simple accord with the order that prevails in the heavens and that should prevail everywhere on earth god the holy ghost the father and the son and the holy ghost constitute the godhead or trinity of gods guiding the destinies of men on earth god the holy ghost is a personage of spirit who possesses special functions which have not yet been clearly revealed we know that this member of the godhead is a knowledge giver and an inspirer of all that is great and noble and desirable and that his functions in the godhead are indispensable to the welfare of man other beings many other intelligent beings superior to us no doubt take part in the work of man on earth there are angels and spirits who no doubt have assigned to them the care of the men and women who walk upon the earth man is not alone he walks in the midst of such heavenly company from whom he may expect help if he seek it strongly a plan for the schooling of intelligent spirits walking in semi-darkness through the acquiescence of beings of higher intelligence must of a certainty include such continuous though invisible help sex among the gods sex which is indispensable on this earth for the perpetuation of the human race is an eternal quality which has its equivalent everywhere it is indestructible the relationship between men and women is eternal and must continue eternally in accordance with the gospel philosophy there are males and females in heaven since we have a father who is our god 
we must also have a mother who possesses the attributes of godhood this simply carries onward the logic of things earthly and conforms with the doctrine that whatever is on this earth is simply a representation of great spiritual conditions of deeper meaning than we can here fathom End of chapter twelve